and welcome to episode 18 of View from the Sideline podcast. I am Chris and Rich is here as always. Hello, Rich. Good evening. How are you, Rich? I'm I'm fine, I'm fine. Good. You? Yeah, not bad. Ready for Christmas? Is it Christmas? It is nearly Christmas, mate. We are five days away. Hasn't that flown by? Yes, I'm ready. I think... Ready for lots the festive of, uh, festive period of football. Lots, I was about to say, lots of football on over over, over Christmas, and and some good news last night is that our teams got drawn together, haven't they, in the uh, Carabao Cup? So that's going to be interesting, obviously, to face Man City in the final. Because I can't see that and Alvin pulling off anything against Man City, but going to be an well, interesting it's one. It's good news for. Spurs, I think. Good. Oh, right. good news. It's two legs. Not, not so much for Chelsea. Legs, actually, so, um, yeah, I think. Spurs are we, we going to be playing? Leg, so. Are we going to be playing in your new ground, or are we going to be going to Wembley? I'd imagine it be at Wembley. Yeah, I've heard it's nearly ready, though. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, they've had the, uh, the they've had the fan experience. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the video. I mean, to, to be fair, all jokes aside, it. Yeah, it does, it does look, look pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah, I was about to say, annoyingly, it does. But I see they they skipped out on the trophy room, though. Rich, They're still those trophies are still out for cleaning, aren't they? Well, that's why it was Did delayed. They even make a room? Did they even make a room? Well, that's that's why it was delayed because they had to make it bigger. Because uh, come February, the first trophy would be in there. But that, yeah, that's why they took out a couple of thousand seats to put trophy room in. <laughs> Anyway, what is uh, what's coming up on this week's episode? Uh, so yeah, episode eighteen, our last episode uh, before our winter break. So uh, we've got the teaser as as normal. Then we've got the uh, weekend review of the Premier League games. We've got the EFL summary. Then uh, speaking of winter break, so that's our special topic. So in part two, we'll be discussing. Uh, does the Premier League need a winter break and uh, the uh, major leagues around Europe that do have it and whether it's a good thing or not. Then we've got uh, a quick bit on predictions. So we'll look over last week's results with Alex. And then we've got Antonio as this week's guest for the weekend games. Uh, then we'll do the reveal of the teaser answer. Uh, and we'll let you know what's coming up next. Next time we record in the new year, we'll let you know dates of when we'll be back. So I will kick off with the teaser, Chris. Um, so with the relevance of uh, Mark Hughes uh, getting the chop from Southampton um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my teaser to you is on Southampton managers. So I'm going to give you a list in order of yeah. previous Southampton managers oh, and Jesus. I want you to fill in the fill two miss fill in the gaps, yeah. So there's right, five managers. Right. They're in order. I just need you to fill in the blanks. Yeah. So Pochettino. Yeah. Kuman. Yeah. And then there's two managers and then Mark Hughes. So I want you to fill in the two blanks. So, so after Cooman, but before Hughes. Okay. That's got you thinking. Uh, 
Jesus. Well, it's got me writing stuff that's, down. <laughs> that's all I ask. All, all uh, I ask of a teaser right. is it, that it gets you thinking. Okay. Well, it's days. Uh, right. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so uh, we'll move on to the Premier League review. Uh, we've got lots to talk about in particular. One team in particular, anyway. Um, so anyway, we'll start with the early game. Uh, which was the Man City-Everton game on Saturday. Um, obviously, a, a, a quite a, an entertaining game, and obviously for Man City to uh, did what they needed to do, obviously after they lost to Chelsea previous week, come out and, and obviously get a win. Um, but Jesus scoring a couple of goals. And I was quite surprised by this because um, they said that that was only his second and third goals in the league this season. I know, I know he doesn't obviously get a lot of game time in the Premier League, um, but he, he he does come on quite a bit as a substitute. So I, I was quite shocked by the lack of goals that he's actually scored. Um, I don't know if you you noticed that, the lack of goals he'd scored or whether you thought he'd scored more. Well, he's, I know he's, he's been getting a bit of bad press lately um, for... Well, for his lack of goals. So, yeah, you're right. I think he's, he's probably played more of a part in um, in sort of maybe some of the lesser meaning Champions League games and yeah. sort of League Cup, things like that. Um, I mean, I, I rate him. I think he's a good player. Um, one but- thing that... One thing that slightly annoyed me, um, but I guess it's just how fans react, but I'll say it anyway. But... A, a lot of headlines and a lot of um, sort of comments from from City fans and some of the press afterwards were about how he's finally found his form um, and he will get his season back on track. Now, don't get me wrong; he's he's a great he's well, he's a good player, yeah. And I think he he will do let's see he will score goals, but. What I find slightly frustrating is one week in the press and by the fans, he's getting slated for his lack of goals. He's not performing how he should be, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then he scores a couple of goals, and, he's, and then suddenly, yeah. suddenly he's the best thing ever again. And I know it might be a bit fickle yeah. from fans. No, no, Maybe no. that's just the way the way football is. But I just kind of think, give the guy a bit of a break. I mean, City are winning. He's playing. City will get goals from all over the place. So he, he's not necessarily going to get you 20, 25 goals a season. But now suddenly that he's got a couple against Everton, you, now suddenly he's like the yeah. saviour. He's, he's going to go on and... So, obviously, when they played Chelsea um, the weekend before, he, he didn't start. They started with um, Sterling. Well, they yeah. started kind of a false nine formation. They were Sterling. Yeah, but that's that. my point. When but, he came on against Chelsea, he got he got criticised. Yeah. For some of the chances that he missed and the way he played, but he's not going to be perfect every game. No, I that's, think, what that's, I that's that's yeah, that's I my point. So he now he, he now scores two goals and suddenly he's the best <laughs> he's, thing ever. Yeah, but I think the problem for him is that when you've got someone like. Aguero and and City do only tend to play with the one out and out striker. 
it is going to be hard for him to to break through. I think he's found that difficult. I think you know he's been there for a couple of seasons now, and I don't think it's very rarely if Aguero is fit that, he, that Jesus would be picked over him. Um, but yeah, but he's only twenty. He's only twenty-one. Yeah, he's young. I mean, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not as if he's sort of. I don't even think he's at his peak, to be honest. I mean, I think uh, apart from apart from the weekend, I think the only well, I think the only goals he's got this season is in the Champions League. But he did get a hat trick yeah. against Shakhtar when they won six nil. But maybe, I mean, maybe if he just he just gets more of a consistent run in the team. Maybe I know. I think Aguero's only was he one season after this one, and then he's. I think it's maybe just. One season left, and I think he's because Aguero's already said in it when his contract's up, he's he's leaving, isn't he? So, yeah, maybe. But he I mean, holds on and just you know. But I think if you look at the if you look at City's next, I mean, obviously they they play a lot of games so over Christmas. So yeah, I think he probably will get will get some time. But they've got Palace at home, Leicester away, then Saints. So I, I'd imagine he'll get. Some well, then they've got Liverpool at home after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, the next three tired. games on paper, they're they're more than winnable for City. So yeah, you would you you'd think he'd get some game time. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not slating him. He's 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 he scored two City one. I mean, relatively comfortably, really. I mean, I think when um when Everton got the goal, it was probably two ones a bit dangerous isn't it but I mean they scored sort of five minutes later and then 3-1 yeah. and sort of game over with, with 20 minutes to go um, but I didn't I didn't really expect any other result really Everton still a bit inconsistent yeah. I think there's only one win in the last six now for Everton so they're a, they're a bit patchy but they're still yeah. eight I mean you've, you've got to give them right, some credit they? they're, yeah. yeah they're still there they're or thereabouts the for sort of so. Top six, but yeah, City go top for for a couple of hours, and then we'll come on to that one. Yeah. So, um, Palace uh, versus Leicester, not really too much happened in this game at, at all, really, other than the, the goal, um, which was um, a, a really great finish. Boy, I'm going to really murder this guy's name now, Milanovic. I think that, that's that how you would, say it. That will do for um, me. But what I found interesting was this Milan. Oh my God, Milan! Oh, you've ruined it now. <laughs> yeah. just, 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 just say, just say right, the goal scorer. Yeah, the goal scorer M. <laughs> he's got 16 goals since his debut in 2017. That's not too bad for. He's only he's kind of a defensive midfielder as well. So I know yeah, he takes but, a lot of penalties. La la la. Yeah, but, I was going to say I, t- I take a bit of a shine off that. He is their penalty yeah, taker, and they, but, they they do get a hell of a lot of penalties. Palace, Palace, you know they don't score many goals. I thought that was quite interesting, really. But that made me think that he's probably that in the last sort of two seasons, one and a half seasons. He's probably their top scorer. I didn't. I didn't. I should have checked, but I couldn't. Yeah, think I, he probably is. Zaha's I mean, I don't. I don't know how many Zaha's but... got. I think Benteke's got one. Because he was out, wasn't he? On he didn't play uh, the weekend, did he? Zaha? Because I saw him in the crowd. But yeah, yeah. he's. Oh, I don't know. He's in and out a lot lately. But I. I think that. I. I think it's a good win for Palace. I think yep. Leicester have showed a bit more of their old form recently um 
it, it was their second defeat on the bounce. I mean, obviously they lost last week yeah. to Spurs, yeah. but they didn't really um, they didn't play that. They didn't play bad. I just don't think. No, that, but I think that's. Yeah, I, I think game from, was, it was just it was quite a slow game. I just don't think you know it was hard. For I don't them. think it, I don't think it was ever going to sort of be a hugely exciting game um, unless there was a lot of goals. But I th- I mean that sort of gives Palace a, a bit more of a buffer from the relegation zone. I mean, I don't think yeah. they're out of it at all. That They're only three points ahead of Burnley in 18th. So they're not out of it yet. Um, but you can't criticise them for a clean sheet for Palace, which is which is a bit more of a rarity, I think. Um, yeah. their, their goals against this season hasn't been great. But uh, it's just Leicester, again, really, for me, they're just, they're a bit hot and cold, really. They, um... They'll play really well. I mean, they held City midweek, didn't they, in the the League Cup quarterfinal? Yeah, went to penalties. I know. Yeah. I know. Neither team sort of had their their st- their first eleven out, but yeah, it was a it was just a, a good win for Palace. Really, I don't think there's anything out of the ordinary that right. happened in the match. Palace just probably probably slightly deserved it. Cool. So uh, Huddersfield Newcastle. Um... A few decisions in this one. I think the LaSalle's challenge, um, I thought that that should have been a sending off. The referee gave him a yellow card, but for me, it was quite a high tackle. And I think if VAR was there, I think he would have been sent off. So I think he can count himself quite lucky, to be honest with you. But um, obviously Newcastle then get the goal. Um, from Rondon, it was a good build-up from Newcastle. Um, I have to say this though, Huddersfield. At times, they are quite enjoyable to watch the I way that they, they build up, the way they I build the ball up. Play, I think they play yeah. good football. Yeah. I really do. But but sometimes I think that's almost their downfall because yeah. they're because they're. they're, they're well, I don't want to say more than likely, but because if they're in a relegation battle, you kind of just want them. Well, no, you don't want them to. You almost expect them to just scrap for yeah. a point. Do you know what I mean? Every point yeah. is like very valuable, but they actually play. I don't think we should sound surprised, really, because I think they no. always have. You just maybe don't notice it as much. But I think they 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 try and win the game, which I think is a, is a good thing. But Maybe they they sort of lose too many probably, than yeah it is than probably down win, it is probably their downfall but I was just sat there watching it on Saturday and I think for the past couple of Saturdays I just thought they actually play good good football I think maybe this is going to sound bad but maybe if they had a better striker you know I think that you know some of these games that they've lost they probably could have got a draw out of or, or maybe even won the game okay so we'll move on to the Tottenham Burnley game. Um, just gonna let you talk about this one, really, Rich, because I've written down something along the lines of one word: lucky. <laughs> How very? I just, put, I just put lucky down. <laughs> How very dare you? Um, it, so... it is not. It was not the best game I've ever watched in my life. No, absolutely. It, it, it wasn't typical, typical. I was sat there on Saturday with my dad. And we were, I had the, the Sky Sports was on and it was like the 92nd minute. And we both said, literally at the same time, I bet you they end up scoring. And then what happened? 
Yeah, but you don't you don't get extra points for for playing in exciting games, do I'm you? I'm not saying that. I just say <laughs> I mean, you've had, the, I, you've had the luck of a draw. A no, 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 no. It's not it's not luck. So for me, there's a few things. So I'm, I'm going to give Burnley credit where it's due. If if you're a Burnley fan, or if that had gone the other way, if it was nil nil. The longer the game went on and Spurs hadn't scored, you almost become um, acceptance of the fact that you're going to get a point. So, with, with sort of five minutes to go, you think, "Well, I'd rather I'd rather it end nil nil than lose one nil." So, from a Burnley point of view, you've got to feel sorry for them because they played really well. I don't think Spurs were lucky, if I'm honest. I think it's the sort of game where. If if you look at the stats, the the possession, the goal attempts, uh, corners, all sorts of stuff like that was in Spurs' favour. Only three shots on target, but I don't think that's necessarily from bad play. I think it's because Burnley defended so well, and I think they just they they defended from the front of the pitch to the back of the pitch. But f- for me, the, the the most encouraging thing from a Spurs point of view is a couple of years ago. That would have been a game that we would have drawn or we would have lost. But they seem to be in a place now where they just they're grinding out these results, even though they're not playing well. Yeah. I mean, it's now Spurs' best ever start to a Premier League season. Um, and I think it sort of shows you how good City and Liverpool have been this year that we're still sort of four or five points behind them but it's our it's our best ever start to a league season but that's the most encouraging thing for me from a Spurs point of view is that we're not playing that great all the time yet we're still getting results I think that's I think well including last night against Arsenal I think that's 12 or 13 in all competitions now we're undefeated and some of the, I mean, we've played Arsenal. Oh no, we we lost to Arsenal, didn't we, in the league? So one defeat, sorry, in the last eleven or twelve games. But I, I just think you you can only beat what's put in front of you, and it it was a good goal. They they didn't stop. They they kept going. They kept trying to get that goal, and in the end, I think the the perseverance just paid off. I wouldn't say it was lucky, Chris. All right, well, I'll scratch off lucky in my notes and I'll just put kind of deserved. Is that is that better for yeah, you? Yeah, I think... I, I, think, I, I, think I think on the balance of play... I think, better, I, th- no I think they did deserve <laughs> it. And I think you've... The, 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 the other um, positive thing for Spurs is that there is a bit of squad rotation Um Ben Davis has played at centre-half the last two games, and I I wouldn't put him as a centre-half at all. So Danny Rose has got a couple of games, and he's played well. If Sissoko could finish, if he he had a decent... I'll tell you what, if he had a decent finish on on him, he he would be amazing. He's played so well this year, um, but he just gets into positions, and he just... I don't know. He, he he shoots like a centre half, but so he's been playing well. Um, I mean, Ollie Skip 
got his got his debut, and I thought, I mean, he played quite well. I mean, he's only eighteen, so he's certainly one for the future. But it just shows that Pochettino's got faith in 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 players like that 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 he'll give them a shot. And if you look at our injury list as well, so Oria, Dembele, uh, Davison Sanchez, Wanyama. I mean, they're all players that would be in a first team squad. So, um. I think it was a a good win, right. so I'm happy right. with it. Go. I got a bit, I got a bit passionate there, Chris. I took, I took yeah. that lucky tag a bit oh. personally. <laughs> I think there's an, I think, I think there's an element of jealousy there this from me. Because you. I thought you were going to draw, lose points, and then it came up saying he'd scored. I just got annoyed. That was all. And then when I was watching the highlights, I got even more annoyed when I saw it go in after the way that Burnley defended the whole game. And then... It was tough that, on Burnley. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It, it was tough on them. I, well, anyway, I, do, I, I do have a bit of sympathy on. for we'll them. So we'll move on to the Watford-Cardiff game now. Uh, what a game that was. <laughs> what are the easiest 70 minutes that Watford will have all season? Um, I don't know what you thought about it, but there were some quality goals in this game. And uh, obviously, Watford 3-0 up. And then out from nowhere, Cardiff score twice, and and who knows what could have happened. I, I yeah, I, I kind of I, I kind of think the the way the game went and the result pretty much sums up how both of these those those teams are. I think Watford, they are a a good side and they've got a lot of potential, and I think to go three 0 up, they they show what a good side they are. But I just think they've got that lapse of concentration in them, um, or that sort of. There's always a risk of an error or or a poor performance because yeah. I find I find them quite up and down with their performances. But it sort of sums up their season. I think they like last week at Everton. They go a goal down, then then they're two one up, and then they they concede in the last minute and. It almost sort of followed the same sort of pattern against Cardiff, but on the flip side, it, I know we kind of say it every week, but Cardiff just don't stop fighting. They just they don't yeah. give up, even at three 0 down. If you look at their, I think their last six games, it's like one loss, one lost, one lost. <laughs> so I, don't, uh, yeah. I mean, they're getting a bit of a pretty pattern on the form table. Yeah, but. They're but winning they, games, aren't they? Yeah, they are winning games. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, there are a couple of points outside the relegation zone. And maybe maybe a couple of months ago, you probably wouldn't have thought that would be possible. But they, they just don't stop. They no. just don't stop. I don't, and I don't think they would be that particularly disappointed with that result, to be honest with you. I thought if, if he can concentrate on that last sort of 20 minutes that they played and, and focus in on that, in their next game from the start, then yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he'll be happy with going three 0 down. Oh no, no. Uh, but then, yeah, I that think... aside, but the the way that they came, they almost got back right back into the game. Yeah, you know, I think I think he would have. I, I think he would rather they started off as they finished. Oh and yeah, I think definitely. That, yeah. that from a Watford point of view, they would they would just hope for a bit of consistency. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd, I mean, I like Watford. Watford are in the mix as well, really. Yeah, mid-table oh, with okay. a few other teams. So, um, 
Yeah, I thought it was a, a quite enjoyable game, really. Okay. So the uh, Wolves-Bournemouth game, um, a bit unlike Bournemouth this game, because the, the first goal for Wolves, um, it came from, I think it was a Bournemouth throw-in. It was, it was thrown in, and then I think it was Charlie Daniels kind of tried to play it back, and it was intercepted, and Wolves ended up going to score the goal. Um, but that saying... Obviously, you've got two teams here that are fighting now for, you know, almost sixth place, really. Uh, but for Bournemouth, when you look at it, six defeats in the last seven, that's not great. No, well, it's only one win in eight, isn't it, yeah. for them? And I, there's, there's, there's only uh, one one game in there where they've scored more than one goal and they haven't, got, they haven't scored at all in the last three games. So um, I think... I think on paper they're they're quite evenly matched i think they've had quite similar starts to the season i think where where wolves had their sticky patch and sort of lost a few games in a row and bournemouth were still winning it seems to have flipped a bit now where, yeah. where wolves have got wolves have won their last three and bournemouth have lost their last three but do you think um but for, but for bournemouth from a bournemouth point of view even though they've lost you know six of the last seven, their league position is probably better than what they would probably have thought they would be in, if you get what I mean, you know. Well, I mean, they're, they're mid-table. I mean, they're they're an established Premier League club now, aren't yeah. they? I mean, they're not... I don't think many people at the beginning of the season would have them in sort of a relegation battle. I think... I don't know. I, I think that... I think they they started off better than a lot of people thought they would have done, but because they're in a bit of a a dry run of form at the moment, where they're they're not getting wins, they're probably yeah. I mean, they're probably where you would expect them to be. Yeah, I think Wolves are the. Well, I don't know. I'm going to contradict. Wolves, I'm going to contradict myself here because Bournemouth, Bournemouth are only two points behind Wolves. Yeah, they're not. It, like so, I said, they're both in the similar positions, aren't they? They're both. Yeah, I think if results fighting for a top half finish. If, res, they, if results they? went their way, I think I think Bournemouth could could move up to sixth, like in the space of one round of games. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting Christmas for those sorts of teams, those mid-table teams where they're not, where they're quite clumped together, like you said, from sixth, I think it's from sixth to like tenth, there is only about four or five points in it. I think after Christmas, I think the the, the league table itself, it might, there's going to be more gap. I think there's going to be gap. Yeah, there will, especially the games they play. I mean, I think it's, it's, well, it's United in sixth down to Brighton in 13th. There's only five points. Yeah. There's, there's five points covering seven places. Imagine Man United in the bottom half. <clears throat> wow. We we can but we can but dream. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 move on to the Fulham West Ham game. Um, I don't think anyone would have been surprised by this result. I think West Ham, they ha- they have been in some great form recently, and they they are scoring a lot of goals at the moment as well, and. Well, they're yeah, another they team of... right in that mix. Yeah, they, they started off right well, in that they? mix. In this game, I mean, it's not five... putting them in front. Five of their last seven, West Ham have won. 
Um, and then, I mean, last week, Snod, that, that was his first goal for West Ham, wasn't it, Snodgrass, last week? Well, and then yeah. he, he, he gets one the, the following week. They are they're on fire at the moment, West Ham. I mean, credit where it's due. They're, they're playing some really sort of, well, really attractive sort of attacking football. I mean, from a from a from a match point of view, I think Fulham probably had the better of it. I think I did hear Ranieri say that they just didn't take their chances, yeah, but West Ham, had, West Ham yeah. did, and that West was the Ham difference. Just clinical in front of goal, whereas Fulham they could have easily got back into this game if they would have converted half the chances that they had. You know they probably would have ended up winning this game, but it's the finishing that's let them down and, and the defending again for the got for the I think it was the second goal, the def- the defender Reem again, he goes basically he's got you've got two Fulham defenders in the box, two West Ham attackers, and two of the Fulham defenders have gone for the same bloke. Left the guy on the back post on Mark Antonio and he's taken it down well and finished it. Mm. I think Fulham are in trouble. I think they are in trouble. Well, it, I think I, I, even I, think, I thought Ranieri might have he might have done something. I, I don't know, think it matters who you put in there. I, I think they they just they need to do something at the back. I think it's about well, it's not far off two and a half goals a game they're letting in Fulham, and they're they're three points from from safety at the moment, but. If you look at the teams sort of directly above them, I mean they're they're five points behind Cardiff, but you've got Saints, Burnley, and Huddersfield. They're all teams that look like they're going to pick points up, and I think they're just going to get further and further away from Fulham unless they actually, unless they start winning. No, uh, yeah, I think I think you're definitely right. I, but and you know West Ham, considering the start that they had to the season, you'd probably say out of all the teams in the league, they've probably turned things around. Of all the teams, yeah, absolutely. I think they're playing really well yeah. at the moment. They're playing really well. Some, something sparked their season off about four weeks ago, and, and you know they've not not disappointed their fans. Anyway, we'll no. um, move on to Sunday's games, and the first one. Well, there was two at the same time, but we'll, we'll start with the Brighton Chelsea game. Um, all right, where do I start here? So, first half. I'm just gonna. I've got lucky written down. Yeah, this is kind of different though because if you want to, if a bit more dominant than what Tottenham were. If you want to, if you want to expand on that, you've not got lucky written down. I know you wouldn't have written that down. Anyway, first half for Chelsea, you know, picked up where they left off against against Man City the week before. Um, Hazard again had a great game, and he seemed. To me, he's at the moment the best player in the Premier League. Some might say different, but I, I think would. That, I think <laughs> we'll say different or agree. I'd say, I don't think he's the best in the Premier League at the moment. At this at this point in time, but he, he, he's been, he's been out for a while. I mean, I don't you you can't say he's the best player in the Premier League based on like two performances. Did he play against City? Yeah, he played against City. And he came on as a sub last night. I think that's a bold statement, Chris. I, I, I would yeah, disagree. I wouldn't really look into too much last night to be honest, with squad selection. But this is where the problem was. The first half, brilliant. Second half, it went to pot again. 
I, d- I don't know what happened. We turned into we turned into Conte Chelsea again. We just sat back too much. Brighton made the changes. They bought on it. They took Murray off. Bought that Andone on. He changed the game. They couldn't for some reason. They just couldn't deal with the attacks that Brighton were putting on. And I knew for a fact it was only a matter of time before they got an equaliser. They did. Kind of got a little bit better after that, but there were still some shaky moments. No, you didn't have a second. shot on goal in the whole of the second half. I told you, it was like... I know, I know they had a 2-0 cushion, but there, if they would have just carried on playing the way they played that first half, we probably would have ended up winning that 3 or 4-0. But because they just came out, they sat back, they let Brighton attack, Brighton changed a few things tactically... And it was just like it was just watching like seven players trying to defend who didn't actually know how to defend. It, uh, I just don't know how we can go from being so solid in the first half to then to then that. I just it just it just just baffled me. And then I told you, and then, I told you Chris, they were lucky. <laughs> and then last <laughs> night, it was the complete opposite again. We completely dominated that game last night in the League Cup. Didn't sit back once. You know, Bournemouth had their chances, but that's fine. But we didn't just sit back on, on at all. Went after the game from start to finish. I know we only had it when it won nil, but it just annoyed me on Sunday how... I kind yeah. of think it's a bit similar to Spurs, though, because even though you're not playing great, you're still winning. Yeah, but it's, I it's think the whole... I thought we got over the... You know, the City game was a great example of when you play Man City, you don't have to just defend; you can attack the ball. And when yeah, but it's based on the opponents as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, know. I, I think you play a certain way against against City, and you you beat them, but you you don't you you won't go to Brighton with the same mindset that you've got to to stifle yeah. them. And it's not that; it's just the fact that. It was it was like Jekyll and Hyde. It was just so, it was just such a strange. It it was like watching Sarri manage the first half, and then it was like they cut Conte back to, to do the second half. He did the team talk at, at half time, and then they were like Conte go out, play your style of football. It's just it was just such a comparison. It was just well, I'm gonna so I'm, I just uh, my my thing with Chelsea is. I I don't have much confidence in their back four as a unit. I think that as a going forward, I think they're very good attacking defenders, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But I don't necessarily think they're the strongest back four out of the top six or seven teams in the league no. at no. all. Right. I mean, I may be a bit biased, but I think no, if you compare no, them to, to had... Spurs' back four, I, I don't think there's much comparison. I think maybe Arsenal's is, well, United's is awful, but if you sort of look at City or Liverpool um, and Spurs, I mean, they're, they're defenders, or they are defenders, if you know what I mean, whereas I think Louise almost needs to, to play in front of the back four and... 
Yeah, Alonso one, just wants yeah. to wants to be a, like a winger, and yeah, that's that's the only thing for me. But yeah, it's, it's tough. I think they can. Teams. I think they can be got at this year. That that's one thing I would say about Chelsea. Yeah, I, think, I, think I think if you get at them, I think they're vulnerable. Whereas I don't think I that's think always been the case. Def- well, yeah, I think the last sort of like three seasons, the def- the defense has been the most worrying thing, at least with strikers. With Morata up front, you've always got Hazard just. To- <laughs> <laughs> Just to score the goals, just to make Morata, you know, look a little bit better. He's in. That's that's that is that is impossible. <laughs> you you cannot make him look any better than he actually is. I I've seen that they've even come out and said. I saw Zola in his press conference yesterday before the game that he's he said that they are looking at. at Callum Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I don't mean to sound disrespectful in any way because Callum Wilson is a better footballer than I ever have been or ever will be. And he's he's a, a decent Premier League player. But if I'm a Chelsea fan and we've got Morata, who cost us upwards of 70 odd million, and You've got Giroud at the club as well. I quite like Giroud. I, I like. Yeah, him. but but he's not. He's are not you? Are you? In... He's not going to be your first choice. But no, he's not. But is Callum gonna Wilson have... going to be your first choice? Well, I'm assuming. And if, they buy, if they're looking to buy him, he is going to be there to replace Morata. I, yeah. I don't think Morata's okay. the so, attitude. So if so so if Callum Wilson is your first choice, yeah, as a Chelsea fan sort of a top four, top six club should be challenging for honours, et cetera, et cetera. Is he, is he the player that's going to take you oh, yeah. to that no next idea. level? I have no idea. He's, he's no, gonna... honestly though, don't, no, I, he, no he's, don't not, he, he's not going to, he's not, he's not going to make the fans think, oh my God, we're, we're getting a, a 20, 25 goal a season striker. But if you play, if you play him with the sort of quality that Chelsea have compared to Bournemouth, you know, he might, you know, he 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 probably is gonna get better. He's he's still young here. I think he's like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, but, but, but then the I think why why do why do, li- why do Liverpool go and yeah, no, I agree. But why do Liverpool go and buy um, the quality of players that they do, and City buy Mares and Spurs buy no one, but Arsenal go out and spend a lot of money? They don't. Yeah. It sounds like I'm having a dig at Callum Wilson, but, but I'm not. They don't go out and buy players. I think from a Chelsea at, point at of that... view, you've got to see it as they've tried buying expensive strikers. They tried, they've tried Morata, they tried Torres, they tried Shevchenko. You know, they've tried these big names, and it's not worked for them. The better players that they've signed up front, Costa costs us like thirty million. Drogba costs us less than that. And they're probably two of the best strikers that we've had in the last fifteen years. Wow! But I mean, what's he going to go for realistically? If you buy, if you buy him, Callum Wilson, fifteen million. How much is he going to cost? Yeah, fifteen, twenty. They're saying they're saying around twenty, twenty-five, aren't they? I'm not having a go at him at all because I think he's a good player, but I think. I don't when, we've, mean, when we've spoke about it in the past, him. who who but who who are you gonna get? But I don't think he is gonna push you to that level that that's gonna make you challenge for the title, personally. No. 
but I think we'll have to see. But I, I just don't think that they'll be keen on spending the same. But at the same time, you, you you could get a cardboard cutout who would be more effective than Morata. Because at least he wouldn't move to be flagged off. He has scored quite a few goals this season. Mm. It's it's just the 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 other parts of his game. I just think he's a bit of a whinge bag sometimes. But never mind. Right, we got to move on. This will be here all day. I'm always talking about Chelsea. I know how much you love talking about Chelsea. Yeah. So Southampton Arsenal game uh, was the second game on Sunday. Um, what an upset! What an uh, upset! This is uh, this was the. I, I don't think anyone saw effect? this coming. No, not me. Well, no, we, we, so this was one of our late predictions, wasn't it? Because of the it was, and we all got it oh. wrong. Yeah. So I, I, I've spoken to a couple of Saints fans this week, and and a couple of people that were there, and combine that with what I saw, I don't think Arsenal were bad. I just think Saints were better, um, and I think. I'm not. I'm not convinced it was the new manager effect. I think that they just there was probably a bit more. It's it's the first time I've seen them for a while, and it looked like they actually wanted to win the game, and it, and they they thought they they, they could. Yeah, yeah, there was confidence, and confidence. I think it's what they're capable of. But I think for, for me personally, because there's a I saw a lot of stuff on social media where. There were Saints fans saying that this is it now. We're turning the corner. Every, every, everything's, but it's, it's a bit like it's a bit like the 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 Jesus thing with Man City. Yeah. He scores a couple of goals. Now everything's rosy. Saints have got to make sure they they carry on with with that type of performance because they've got. I mean, Huddersfield away for them next. That's a huge game. Then they've got West Ham at home. West Ham are on fire at the moment. Then they've got City at home, where you probably wouldn't hold out much hope. And then, I mean, they're away at Chelsea, so that's three points there for them. But they've got three really tricky games uh, coming up. So they've got to make sure they carry that momentum because I don't necessarily buy into this everything's changed now the managers come in we've put that performance in now everything's going to be rosy and in in do you know what i mean in two months time we'll we'll be more than safe from relegation the christmas period is going to be massive for them because of the amount of games that are played that they could find themselves either safe from relegation and in a much better position, yeah. or it could Further go, it could it. easily yeah. go the other way because they've got three games there. That, that game this weekend is is a big, big one for them. I but think. honestly, would you say personally? I think if if you've got Huddersfield away, West Ham at home, City at home, they could conceivably lose all three of those, and I don't think it would Quite be easily. much of a surprise. Well, it, dep- it depends what because they're playing they're three good sides. Yeah. If it's the confident team that's that was there against Arsenal, they could probably win two of those games out of the three. But it it just depends. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't think Arsenal is their defence again. Really, that's let them down. I don't. I don't think much needs to change going forward. But I think no. But it, looking at that, it, it was last think... night. I know. I know there was a few changes, but the Spurs game last night, it was Arsenal's defence. Yeah. The, there were the holes you could drive a double-decker bus Kishan, through. Did Kashani play last night? 
Um, no, I don't think he did. Because okay. he's just come back, hasn't he? I yeah, saw, well, I think yeah. the Saints. I think the Saints game was his first game back. No, yeah. he didn't. No, he didn't play last night. I didn't think he did. No. Um, but but yeah. uh, credit again. Well it's my deserved. theme theme to, for tonight. Credit where it's due. Some great headed goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leno was at fault for Saints's third. So the the third one. It's, it, uh, it, it, I mean, if you're going to come out like that, you've got to you make sure you make get sure something you get, on the yeah. ball. But that doesn't take away from the performance. And I think Saints played well. They deserved it. But we will, we'll, we'll wait and see big game. what happens. Yeah, there's some big games this weekend. Oh, there is. There is. Quite looking forward to it. So, right, we're going to go on to the Liverpool Man United game. Just, we'll just get the game out of the way. And then it's probably one big talking point. Off, off well, I think we, I think you can combine that. To be honest, Chris, I'm well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'll give you my summary of that game. I haven't seen United play that badly for a long, long time, and uh, admittedly, two both Shakiri's goals were deflected, yeah. and there's a lot of United fans that are saying they were lucky goals if they hadn't right. got deflected, etc. But I think either way, Liverpool would have ended up winning. Yeah, that. they would have the done. It. If that was one-one, there's no way United would have held on. They they no. offered absolutely nothing. Lukaku just he became more non-existent the more the game went on. Like literally, like he he could not be bothered, and that's so disappointing because I really rate him. He had such a good World Cup for what Belgium. About... He's got so much potential. Liverpool thoroughly deserved it, and about I think the hundred million pound player that was sitting on the bench for the whole game. I, I think that's, um, how do I word that? I don't think it's relevant while Mourinho was still in charge because he was not going to play him. No. So should he have I played think probably not. I, I don't think he would have made much of a difference because Pogba is not playing anywhere near his potential I just don't think while Mourinho was there. Not, I no, I, I think... When he's playing football, he just doesn't look like he cares that much. I, I don't think I, he does at the moment. I think he's, he's think almost... going to change? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And I think that... I think Solskjaer has already come out and said that you'd be crazy not to build your team around Pogba. I think there's an element of almost like Berbatov with Pogba that yeah. it looks like he doesn't really care. But if you look at some of his performances, I think Everton away last season, I think it's probably the best game he's played in a United shirt. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And I think that you'll see a completely different Pogba now. And I think you'll probably see a completely different United. I think, Player for player, they're they're not probably what United fans are used to. I think their back four is is pretty average. Needs to, that's where I think they need to focus on now. But um, did you hear the rumor about uh, Douglas Costa? So what's there? Go on. So apparently, the 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 morning that Mourinho was sacked, United were putting together a plan. Don't quote me on this. But they were putting together a plan to buy Douglas Costa from Juventus, but use him as a centre half. 
Do what? you know Douglas Costa, the like yeah, the, the rapid the, winger, the, uh, the pacey winger? Yeah, yeah, that's what the press were reporting that that was the plan that they were gonna they were gonna sign him but use him as a centre half. Which I mean, if that's true, that's just it's it's either <laughs> it's it's either it's either absolute <laughs> it's either absolute genius or it's complete it's madness. Crash. It happened, yeah. Like, but, just... anyway. I, I, I'm not surprised he got sacked, to be honest, no, because I, I can't think... see them doing any. I couldn't see them doing anything differently while he was in charge. I just think it would have got worse, to be honest. Like, yeah, I think it would. I think it would have done. They would have got. They would have got torn apart by PSG in the Champions. I probably think they still will, to be honest. I think. I think they will. Their defense just isn't good enough. I know there's. There's rumours they're going back in for Alderweireld in in January. I really, really hope that doesn't happen because he's but, been playing he, so well for Spurs. Gonna, this is what I mean. They're they're linked to all these players, but surely until they have a permanent manager, it's gonna detri- like players are gonna think, well, who am, who's gonna be managing me come the summer if I join Man United in yeah, January? I, you know, there's because. Because surely think, out there, there are players that, that think... I, I think the Alderweireld one's probably a bit different because he's coming to the end of his contract. I, I think his is probably a, 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 a yeah. bit different. But if you're talking about United going out, spending a hell of a lot of money, I, I don't think the club would want them to do I it. Don't, I don't think they're going to until they've got No, until they've got a permanent manager in place. I think they've almost written this season off. If, if they can get as close to the top four or squeeze into the top four if they can. That's a huge oh, really? bonus for them. Well, you don't know. Yeah, you, I don't you, know. You I don't know. Okay. I mean, that would be a huge On bonus current, if they have a good yeah. run in the FA Cup, if they can somehow get past PSG. You, you don't know. I mean, but... What are your thoughts on your manager being linked with that job? Obviously, I'd hate it if you, he went you there. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want him to go, would you? Yeah. No, I could. I could almost accept him going to Madrid, if I'm honest, because I, I think it's. See. I hear. I've I've heard so many Man United fans say, "We want Poch." I I just can't see him leaving Tottenham with what he's built at Tottenham. For him just to leave that there, and to go to Man, I know Man United. You know, biggest one of the biggest clubs in the world. You're, if you join Man United, you are likely to inherit a team that could potentially not be in Europe next season. Yeah, but so, 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 so personally, I, I see it as in, if you're, if you're Pochettino, you look at United, you look at what Alex Ferguson did there, and there's there, if you sort of believe in yourself enough, you, you think that you could do the same sort of thing. You could be there for 15, 20 years. But you're not, I don't think anyone's going to ever. No, I don't. He's done. I no, don't. I don't. But I think, I think you've always thing... got that shadow of him there. Yeah, but at, at the same, I think that, I don't think United are going to win the league the same way I don't think Spurs are going to win the league. I think... If you look at it from purely a footballing perspective, I think Spurs are probably slightly ahead of United. At the yeah, moment. I think I think he'd he'd more, be more at the moment. He'd be more likely to win something every year as well. Than... Yeah, but I don't think I don't I don't think United are going to win anything that Spurs can't win. So so 
if you, if you say like Liverpool and City are, are heavy, heavy favourites to win the league and they're probably just going to get better and better, United aren't going to win the league as much as Spurs aren't going to win it. Yeah. If they have a good cup run, they can pick up a trophy. I mean, Old Trafford is an amazing stadium, but Spurs' new one is going to be an amazing stadium. I don't think there's enough pull. And unless they gave him a blank checkbook and said, look, basically, you sign who you want, well, you build your they, team. That's what I've heard that they're going to do. I mean, they sort that, of in, they're going to give him... that could be a pin. But, but, but the ultimate thing for me is I think Pochettino is young enough and he's early enough into his managerial career that he will he will he'll probably get the opportunity again if you think since he's been at spurs yeah. he's been heavily linked to the united job twice already Is and he, he, yeah. even if they go and get someone like zidane or someone realistically i mean he's not going to last four five six years is he I don't think they'd get Zidane either. <laughs> well, whoever they get. I mean, whoever yeah. they get, they're not going to last five, six years. So the chance will come up again. Personally, I, think, I don't think he'll go. No, I don't think he'll go. I, I, think I do United, hope that he doesn't. I think they'll end up with the guy that got sacked from, who left Monaco, Jardim. I think he'll be one of the favourites to go there. Although I've seen Conte's names being thrown out there now, but I don't think they'll Well, I see Paul Ince, Paul Ince threw uh, Steve Bruce's name in the frame, didn't he? Oh, right, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, on. anyway. Right, that's the not, Premier not League Not a surprise. Review. <laughs> yeah. So okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on to the EFL reviews, uh, Championship League 1 and League 2. So we'll go to Rich for the Championship. Yep, so quick summary of the championship action. So we've got a new leader at the top of the championship. So Leeds are now a point clear mm-hmm. after a, after a 1-0 win away at Bolton. which is the fifth win in a row for Leeds. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. Credit where it's due. I mean, they, they deserve to be up there. I um, actually want them to come in the Premier League. To yeah, honest. so do I. Yeah, it'd be good to have them back. Uh, so that means Norwich dropped to second. Uh, they only managed to get a point in a two-all draw away at Bristol City, but um, they were 2-1 down, so came back to claim a point. Uh, West Brom are up to third. They beat Sheffield United 2-1 away. Derby remaining fourth after a goalless draw at home to Nottingham Forest. Sheffield United dropped to fifth after the defeat to West Brom and Middlesbrough are in sixth after falling to a 2-1 defeat away at QPR. Not much has changed at the bottom, although celebration Ipswich, who are bottom, did claim only their second win of the season. I saw that. <laughs> uh, they won 1-0 at home to Wigan, but they're still five points from safety, so not an awful lot to cheer about. Uh, Bolton and now Millwall make up the other two places in the bottom three, both lost at the weekend. Bolton, as mentioned, lost to Leeds and Millwall lost 3-2 away at Preston. So the bottom two's pretty pretty solid at the moment with Ipswich and Bolton, but Millwall have dropped into the bottom three now. And the top just keeps changing. I think it, it literally changes by kickoff time. Uh, so League One, Portsmouth are still top, but the gap's only four points now uh, after they only got a 1-1 draw away at Barnsley. So only one point from the last two games now for Pompey when they were pretty much winning every game. Luton are in second. They got their fifth win in a row. Again, credit where it's due. They beat Coventry 2-1 away. Sunderland are in third. They're five points behind Pompey, but do have two games in hand. So if Sunderland were to win both of those, they'll go top. 
Uh, they beat Bristol Rovers 2-1 at home on Saturday. Peterborough are in fourth. They drew two all away at Shrewsbury. That's their fourth draw in their last five games now for Peterborough. Crazy, crazy stat. Uh, Charlton and Doncaster make up the playoff places. Both won at the weekend. Charlton beat Wimbledon 2-0 and Doncaster beat Scunthorpe 3-0 as well. Uh, the bottom two sides both lost. So, as just said, Wimbledon lost 2-0 at Charlton and Bristol Rovers lost to Sunderland. Uh, from a Bristol Rovers view, that was their fifth defeat in a row. So not, not going great for them. Bradford are in 22nd, but they claimed three points, beating 11th place Walsall 4-0. Mm. So, yeah, a bit of a drubbing. Good yeah. result for Bradford. And Plymouth, who occupy the final relegation place, they won 2-1 away at 19th place Rochdale. So, um, getting them a bit closer to get out of the relegation zone. Um, there's five teams in League One who are unbeaten in their last five games. So, Luton, Sunderland, Peterborough, Doncaster and Wickham are all unbeaten in their last five games. So, there's some uh, good form in League One. League two, Chris. Okay, so League two. Uh, we, we've got new le- leaders in, in League two as well. They have been top before. <laughs> no, Lincoln. Uh, they took the top spot after a 3 1 win over Morecambe. Um, they leapt from MK Dons because their game against Newport was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. That was one of our, I think that was the prediction game, wasn't it? That was. Uh, cancelled for us yeah so uh, Colchester in third they were battered by Carlisle by four goals to nil <laughs> so yeah I don't know what happened there so yeah third place Colchester losing four nil uh, Bury in fourth also lost they went down four two to Oldham Oldham were three up in the first half in that game Mansfield in fifth uh, they had their game abandoned against Forest Green. So I'm not really too sure what happened there. And uh, like I mentioned, Newport in sixth didn't play because of the postponement. Uh, X have crept into the playoffs in seventh after their first win in the league since October. They beat Crew. That's crazy, isn't it? They, their last game they won was the 13th of October and one win has put them into the playoffs. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Just shows how tight the league is there. Yeah. Uh, and then at the bottom, uh, Max will remain bottom, but they actually picked up a win against Crawley. They won 2-0. And now they're only four points off off, um, off safety now. So they were they were eight points a couple of weeks ago. So that's the Sol Campbell effect, mate. He's come yep. in and he's sorted it out. Legend. Uh, Notts <laughs> County remains second for bottom. Uh, they also won. They beat Tramere 3-2. So good day for the, the two teams at the bottom. Um, and in fact, only one of the bottom seven teams failed to pick up a point this weekend. So it was a good a good weekend for the teams at the bottom, uh, and including Yeovil. Got a nil nil, I believe. Yeah, with yeah nil nil. So not too bad, but times are lost. hard when a nil nil is a good result. Well, yeah, they. I don't know if you've seen, but they the assistant manager left last week, Terry Skiverton. Uh, you know. He's been assist. He's been player, assistant manager, manager, assistant manager, temporary manager, caretaker manager. 
he's done a lot, mate. Uh, sad to see him go, actually. He, uh, yeah, so he's, he's gone on to something different now. So I think it's only a matter of time before the manager goes, if I'm telling you. Yeah. Has I he gone to work that. with you at Screwfix? <laughs> <laughs> Is he just Monday, jumped over the road to go and work at Screw? Monday, he rocked up right in office, like, oh, I'm the new guy. Hello, Terence. <laughs> you have to show him where the canteen is. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where I make my coffee. <laughs> have people in you're you're gonna you're gonna be in. really excited about Monday morning now, aren't you? <laughs> just on the off chance he turns he up. Is he it? Because I've got a spare desk, I've got a spare seat next to me as well. Well, there's loads there of beer cans on it at the moment. It's, okay, it's... now now you're just giving the company a bad oh. name. Oh, so uh, I think I think we'll stop there. The Christmas, I don't know what's going on. I've been off for a couple of days. I come back and there's beer cans everywhere. Oh, anyway, anyway, well that is it for uh, part one. In part two, we've got our special topic, which is around the winter break. Uh, we've got a bit on predictions. Rich has got the well, I've got the teaser answer i'm gonna try and get the teaser answer and then we've got uh some news uh when we're going to be coming back after our own little winter break so yeah we will see you in part two Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline. So our special topic this week, which we're going to um, just cover quickly, um, but it's relevant with the uh, with the time of year. So um, our topic this week is um, the winter breaks in football. So we know that um, the majority of the other major leagues across uh, Europe all have a break at this time of year. Um, but the Premier League doesn't. Um, so there's a bit of a there's a bit of a mixed view. I, I mean, personally, I think that uh, the festive uh, football calendar, if you like, is always something that, as a fan, you look forward to because um, you've got so many games over a short space of time. Um, but if you weigh that up against uh, the fact that the, the the players from from other leagues around Europe they have that break they're able to go back and spend time with their families if if they're playing abroad um, and it refreshes them for when they come back and then if it has a positive impact on the national team there's there's various factors uh, so I guess I guess the question we need to answer Chris is whether we feel yeah. that it would be of a benefit. To so, the Premier League, but just just quick, there is one thing. Yeah. So I did read today that there is a winter break plan for the 2019-2020 season in so the Premier are, League. I'm so not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but also you've got the 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 World Cup in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I think that would you would have no option but to have a winter break. Otherwise, England are going to be not sending the strongest possible squad they could, yeah. I was I would assume. So, but I just I've got a few things on this which is positive, which is probably negative. I I see, you know, there is probably from a player's point of view, there is probably a need for a winter break. You know, you see other leagues around Europe have their winter break, like you said, around this sort of time. And even some of these teams like in 
I've done a bit of research for this. In Poland, in their in their in their league, they have nearly they have over a month off. They finish around about this time, and then they don't go back until middle of February. Right. Why? Why do you? Why do you? Because I'm the other side. Why do you think they need a break? No, I'm right. Okay. So, as a play, as a I'm saying, as a player, you would probably think that you need a. I'm not saying that I feel they need a break. I'm saying as a player, they probably feel that they need this break. But, like I said, the the poly they have six seven weeks off, but within Mm -hmm. that time, they actually play friendlies. Which I find quite strange. I don't know what. Obviously, they do it just to keep fitness up. But I thought that was quite. Even though they're on a winter break, they are they are actually still playing friendlies, which yeah, is but, quite strange. But I think I, thought, I think I, I think that would defeat a, the whole prop the whole well, point really. I, I I do think so. If you take the Bundesliga for example, I think they have just over three weeks. Yeah. But I think as a professional footballer, if you if you've been playing football as intensely as you have from the start of the season up until sort of mid December, or like towards the end of December, if you then have three weeks off, and I don't know to what extent they train or anything like that. I know obviously they don't play matches. But I think you 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 almost lose that sharpness. Yeah. And yeah, as a player, I think it's it's human nature to say, look, you'd like a couple of weeks off over Christmas. But I don't I don't agree with the fact that it helps the national team or the players burn out because the the, the yeah. way squ- the, the way squads are these days there's so much opportunity to rotate squads i mean if you if you look at the top 6 teams in the premier league for, for the next uh well i'll use spurs as an example actually because I, I think i think i'm right in saying that spurs are going to play seven games over the christmas and new year period so that includes uh, the FA Cup third round early January, and then the first leg of the League Cup semi final, which I think is on the eighth of January. It's so the, Spurs, the, yeah, it's the, I think it's the Tuesday or Wednesday after FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, so Spurs will play seven games in that period, and I can be pretty sure that if you picked the the starting eleven for Spurs, Harry Kane, for example, I doubt very much he's going to play in all seven of those games. No. So they are rested i mean yeah in an ideal world they probably would like a couple of weeks off with no football at all but yeah it's almost yeah, it's part of english football to have and football I, I, christmas yeah what i mean I think, it's a bit selfish yeah, but I, I, selfish I don't think they need it i don't think there's a requirement for it in the premier league it, if they need to have it don't touch don't touch christmas football have it after the FA Cup or so. Do it whilst they're doing a, a transfer window. I think the only other thing you got to think of is when do be... they play these games that they're going to be missing? Do they do they extend the the season? Well, that's the other thing. And to be fair, a professional footballer gets more holiday than I do. <laughs> they get more time off in the summer than yeah. I do. Than I do than I, I do throughout a year. But from a national team point of view, look at. A winter break didn't help Germany in the World Cup. It didn't help Spain or Italy in the World Cup. Help France. I mean, but did it? Did, <laughs> did France? Know. Did France they, win they it? They haven't went to break, do they, France? 
Yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do. They have a couple of weeks. But did France win the World Cup because their players were more refreshed because no. of a winter break? Exactly. Because they're all so, from different parts. That, you know, they they play for different teams. They, they yeah, but how many? So, Lloris, uh, Pogba, uh, Conte, Pogba, Giroud. They play, you know, they uh, they're all playing rest, for they? Mendy. They're all playing for Premier League clubs. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't buy into the fact that it that it's better for no, for for I, the national team. I think I think the only the only reason, and this is going to sound like I'm almost heartless, but it, it's for the players' benefit that that it would they would be having the time off. But I think there's even something within the TV deal, the way the TV deal is structured, that it has to work across Christmas and New Year, so there has to be games. Because that's tradition. the way the deal's structured. Not, you know, yeah, it is tradition. It is tradition. Boxing but... Day football's the best. Isn't it? Can you yeah. imagine Boxing Day without football? It'd be so boring. <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I just, you know, from but a selfish the, but... standpoint, I, you know, if it does need to happen, I, I would suggest January. Um, but... Other than that, I don't, I don't see why now. I don't understand why. You know, they've got they've the Premier League's been running. You know, since ninety two, ninety three. Why? Why do they need? Why does? Why do they need one now? Yeah, I don't <laughs> I just, know. I, I don't... just I'm so lost with the. I know, you know, other leagues around the world, their fans are probably used to it now, and we would probably get used to it. In the long run, but that's but... what that's that's what I think that's why they want it because the other leagues have it, so it's it's probably seen that it, it's of benefit to those teams. I mean, but think I mean, I know Champions League's not till February, but I would almost say that having that period of football, it it's better for the English teams because they, they've had a consistent run of games, whereas well, this sort is... of. So, so Germany, for example, if you look at Dortmund, I mean, Dortmund, uh, Spurs drew Dortmund. So Dortmund are going to come off a winter break um, and they're going to come back sort of towards the end of January. Then two or three weeks later, they're playing Spurs. So I, exactly. I, I come from the side that that's probably a benefit to Spurs rather than Dortmund saying, oh, well, we're rested, we're refreshed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but you're not <laughs> match ready. They're not going to be... No. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and the 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 exciting thing for me with with the Christmas period and football is come in two or three weeks' time, you could realistically have a situation where Liverpool could be out of the title race, or City could be uh, four or five points oh. behind Liverpool. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Fulham could be completely adrift. It changes so much within that three or four week period, and then you go straight into the FA Cup. Well, I love it. I, I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't I mean. say we like, need it when these games that they'd be they wouldn't be playing over this this period. They're going to have to put them in at some point. Absolutely. And if they don't want to extend the season, they're going to be playing midweek games. And if you're yeah. in Europe. That's going to make it difficult to, for you to be playing midweek games. So you're you're going to end up getting tired towards the end of the season, where you got to make up all these. The only yeah. thing I think they do is extend the season, but then they'll get less time off during yeah, the summer. So. But look at the championship; they pretty much play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday yeah. throughout the whole season, 
and there's no they, they don't get a winter break and they play more league games than than a if if you're a, a Premier League side in who's not involved in European competition that sort of gets knocked out early in both cup competitions. Championship clubs are playing more games than, than those Premier League clubs are. Exactly. You think of so, uh, League One and League Two, you know, they play the League Cup, they play FA Cup, they play all their league games, they play checker trade games, you know, they, they play, you know, they could play up to 60, 65 games a season. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that, that's marginal. I think we're going to agree on this one. <clears throat> I don't, I don't necessarily think there's a need for it. I, I can't see the. And there's no overriding benefit that is going to be that well, is going to be better than my enjoyment of festive football. Yeah, that, look, that's going to that's going to make me say Rich it. Wants to watch football on Boxing Day. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Maybe you should go to the FA meeting when they when they discuss this, right? Just sit there and just see. I, well, I, I just cannot imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine Boxing Day without my Spurs, my new Spurs slippers, and a cup and, and a cup of tea in my new Spurs mug. New Spurs mug, yeah. Oh, that, that's what I I would miss that terribly. But yeah. Okay, we no agree need. again. We yeah, agree no again. No need. Went to yeah. break. No need. We've hey, sorted oh, it. it. We've it, sorted man. it. Maybe we'll send a link of the podcast to like uh, the powers that be, and then. They they can have Christmas off because they won't need to discuss this topic. Well, they probably have bloody Christmas off anyway. Mm, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But but they have Christmas off enjoying the festive program. Yeah, yeah, they get to so, watch the football. Yeah, they, they realise this. Anyway, yeah. We'll, uh... Okay, so yeah, we'll move on. So that that was uh, that was this week's special topic cut down a bit, um, but. But solved, we've we've solved the crisis. So, yeah. uh, we'll just we'll just touch on predictions um, slightly. So uh, last week we had um, Alex as our as our guest predictor. Um, it was a week to forget for pretty much all of us. Chris came out on top with a whopping ten points. Uh, myself and Alex only got five. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the Saints game was put in as a late replacement, and we all went for a uh, Arsenal win. Um, but yeah, they didn't win. Uh, yeah, so we've got um, Antonio as the uh, guest predictor this week. So we've got uh, six games from the weekend's action. So once those matches are completed, we will put the results out. Um, obviously, as we've been uh, speaking about, there, there's a lot of football over the next couple of weeks, but we won't be recording the podcast, but we're still carrying on with predictions. Uh, so we'll still be publishing them online. It's um, crazy, isn't it? There's like five, isn't it like five or six lots of predictions between now and when potentially we're coming yeah, back? Yeah, something crazy, like that. It? So at the moment, we've got this weekend and then we've got Boxing Days Um ready to go um but we'll be publishing them and updating the table etc all over christmas so we'll we'll have them covered we're not going to stop just because we're not recording uh but no 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 change in the table jamie's still top so there's still time there's still time to to see if you can beat his score so that's it on predictions cool teaser teaser. yeah teaser so fill in them fill in the blanks chris if you can I believe, I think I know this. I've written them down. I think they both begin with a P. And I think one of them was Claude Piol 
and the other one was Pellegrini. Pellegrini, yeah, Pellegrini. Pellegrini. I said it wrong. I don't know if I should take your first answer because Pellegrini is the, currently the West Ham manager, but it wasn't him. Yeah, it was Pellegrini. It's Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Uh... Do, I, do I do I give you that? I don't know. Yeah, it's Christmas. You can have that. Oh, there you go. So I knew they'd be given just, a pay. Just, just remember my um, kindness. You've got, you've got plenty. Because right. that's... Uh, right. No, no, no. La, that's, la, 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 la. that's free all now. That's free all Look. now. Even though you, you just clearly stated that the current West Ham manager was manager of Saints. I thought he was, I thought it was Pellegrini. Uh, never mind. You knew what I meant. No, I didn't. Because they're two different oh, people. You can have it, I suppose. I'm having it. I'm having it. Whether you <laughs> credit where it's due, Chris. Credit where it's due. <laughs> okay, right. Enough of you. Right. So, well, that is nearly all we've um, all we've got time for. Um, so, as we have said, uh, we are going to take a little winter break ourselves over Christmas, um, and we will be back on the 3rd of January uh, which is two weeks today um, so it's not that long so you know it, we won't be gone for long um, but there is a lot of football in between now and then so we will be going through all the Christmas football when we return so, so we're, we're basically taking a winter break to watch after footballers just, not take a winter break. Yeah, so after just saying that winter yeah. breaks were not needed, we are taking one ourselves. <laughs> to be fair, though, Chris, we work much harder than your average Premier League footballer. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll be back on the 3rd of, of, of January. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think to add, Rick? No, not really, just... Everybody have a great Christmas and a happy new year. And we will speak to you again on the third, as Chris mentioned. Uh, and then we'll be in the uh, build up to the uh, League Cup semi-final where we once again go head to head for bragging rights. Yeah, this is going to be... Plus, plus our, our, our moods may completely change by the time we come back because... Our, our teams could be pretty much in completely yeah. different positions than could they are a, now. So could be a main territory when we when we, we should. Uh, well, we could have Hope lost not. Poch. I mean, Callum Wilson could have got hat trick on his debut. You never know. Who knows? But yep. So uh, have a merry Christmas, everyone, and a and a happy New Year. And uh, we will see you again on the third of January. So goodbye. Goodbye.